I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Happy Thursday. It is the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Thanks for joining us. Clint Scott, Chris Snee, Lucas White. We are live from the first United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. Or you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that welcome there. Take us anywhere with the mobile app. Brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. Just one thing for you tonight. Thursday night football, Steelers versus Pats. A... uh, Mega matchup, 6.30 start time, right here, 100.7, the score. <clears throat> Ayo, Sneeder. What's up? What is, uh, what's up with you? It looks like uh, you had something done. Yeah, I got a new knee, boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I don't have a same old knee, just uh, scoped out, smoothed out, cleaned up. Nice. Yeah, nice. the bandage. Nice bandage happening over there. Yeah. I like this. Yeah. Someone said we're on our way to the bionic ref. Everything everything went well him. though. Huh? Everything went well though. Uh Doc Crawford nailed it. Nice. <laughs> so love that guy. Yeah, it's all good. Everything's good. Um everything went well. And uh he said it should be a relatively easy recovery. Four to six weeks. I'll be getting ready to um uh, get after it some more. You know, so that's good. Um, he didn't even need any luck. He didn't no, need to be. He, he didn't. He he's pretty good at what he does. Relied on skill. He's pretty good at what he does. <laughs> and it's good. I got to follow up with him here shortly. He's probably going to be wondering. So tell me what you've been doing today. <laughs> I went and got a haircut this morning. I, had, I went to my office, mm-hmm. did a little bit of work. Why? Because I had to do some bowl game work, and I can't do that from my house. So I said, what the heck? Let's do some radio, too. Hmm. Uh, well, we're glad you're here. Glad, glad you're, to be glad here, man. Scoped out and... Glad to be here. Doing good. Yeah. I, I tell you what, they gave you the funny gas yesterday. The funny, mm. the funny juice. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff, man. Because they, they <laughs> can I get this to go? <laughs> they, they literally, the guy turned it on and he says, "Yeah, you should be. You know, by the time you get into the the OR, you should be, you know, pretty, you know, almost gone." Mm-hmm. I don't remember that guy leaving leaving my uh, pre op area. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I remember leaving the pre-op area. <laughs> I, I dang sure don't remember getting to the OR. Yeah. All right, so are, are you you're pretty susceptible? I mean, no, I know, I know, I know everyone goes under when they're supposed to, but I there's more susceptible su- than others. Yeah, because they're like, you want to count backwards from 100? Uh, Mr. Sneed? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't even start. It's like 100. <laughs> yeah, that's what the, the – I mean, this has been a very long time ago, but the last time that I was under um, – they were like having me, uh, like just do the alphabet, mm-hmm. and I don't think I got to see. I don't I, think I got that's to the see. Thing. I was just they out. never even asked me that because he said I'm just gonna start this pre stuff mm-hmm. before we go to there and put you actually under, mm-hmm. and I was whoosh, out <laughs> gone. <laughs> just need the first wave. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna and take that's a good great sleep nap. too. And I I take forever to wake up too. That's the other part. Mm-hmm. They usually have to send by somebody in there to get me. <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, you want me to wake this guy up, you know, get a marching band in here, <laughs> something like that. Maybe a rhinoceros go through here. Uh, bring in the elephants. Uh, we need a stampede yeah. over here. And that's, yeah. yeah, I slept right through that. But the good news is I was wide awake last night. Mm. So there was that. Mm. There's that. Uh, <laughs> last time. The uh, Steelers, or excuse me, last time the, the Patriots were on the field, mm-hmm. they were playing the worst NFL football game that has been played in the past 50 years, and they lost 6 to nothing mm. to Lucas's Chargers. I remember that. Did yeah. you love that win, Lucas? How, how was the reception hey, at this that? point, they'll take any win possible. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Well, no they, get, uh, they get the – it was safe to call them hapless – are they hapless? The hapless oh. New England Patriots? 
it feels because I don't think that I mean, I mean at this point of the season, why would you anyways? Um, does it feel like a retirement tour for Belichick? Didn't he just sign a new contract? Or maybe not a retirement, did, but, a, he, did, a, but, a, but a firing at the end of the season is a, a better way to say it. In the off season? Mm. I'm. Am I wrong? Or did I did I dream that when I was under the influence of uh, you, anesthesia you, yesterday? <laughs> you very well could be correct, but I, I mean the way that it's been and the way that's headed. I mean, it just doesn't feel like they have a direction. Let's see. His current contract deal runs through 2024, and the new contract wouldn't necessarily prevent Patriots owner from parting ways if the team continues to struggle. So he did sign a new contract. Hmm. Let's see. In October 22, Bill Belichick signs lucrative multi-year deal with the Pats. Hmm. Yeah. So you think he's there for? I just I think he's I think he's there's got to be a separation there at this point. And Belichick has been around the league long enough and seen enough success um, that. He gets. He would get it, right? I, I don't. I don't think that would be something ugly. I mean, you are rapidly heading in the just worst direction possible if you're an NFL franchise. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and and it's not like you have this great tradition of drafting well uh, as far as consistently building up talent there, and especially over the last decade. So, man, I I don't know from either side why you would keep it going. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so not a retirement tour, but... Unlikely to be fired this year. Yeah. Mm. And like I said, I don't. I didn't think if they... That's been like the rumor mill. I didn't think that's something they'd pull the trigger in season, but, I mean, I, I would be surprised if he's there next I year. I wonder if they... You know, he's got surprised. the head coach and general manager... manager position if they say hey let's get somebody else in here to maybe make these decisions think they uh split it yeah then you be the head coach hmm yeah we'll see what happens i mean, I, I mean they I'll, had the conversation and, and earlier. obviously you have as as you know you get into the equity conversation he has as much equity that's ever been built up by someone who's been well, yeah. struggling. But, but struggling. they had the conversation on, on the end of the bench. Is it is it the X's and O's or Jimmy's and Joe's? And, and you know, they talked about more specifically, is there too much emphasis put on the head coach in professional sports? Mm-hmm. I mean, because since, since the GOAT left, I mean... It's. I mean, it's been. Oh, a yeah. Tom Brady fall. won that divorce. Yes, because because sure even if they weren't like he's, taking he's, shots yeah. at each other, everyone was saying who was going to win the divorce, and the overwhelming answer was Tom Brady. And he won did that. absolutely. And you you look at these coaches, and you know the the, the other example is Jimmy Johnson. Great, mm-hmm. great roster, and he had Troy Aikman. You know how was it when it wasn't Troy Aikman? Mm-hmm. I mean, the litany of guys that, you know, that started in that position after Troy Aikman. I mean, it became something of, of, of comedy. That is an interesting, like, on the other side, like, who who's on your list right now that would be available or be out there that you would feel good? Like, this this is our guy. This is who we think can turn it around. It's certainly none of the coordinators there. Well, I, I, I don't think you turn it around with great coordinators. I think you turn it around with great players. Right, and Mac no. Jones is, but, but is proven not to be, to be that guy. Someone has to be making those decisions, though, to get those. Well, maybe it's not Jimmy's Matt Patricia in there. Maybe it's not a defensive guy calling offensive plays. I mean, I'm not. I'm yeah. not a NFL guru. I'm not a Super Bowl champion. Right. But I do know that defensive guys shouldn't be calling offensive plays. And again, and you can't see me doing my air quotes unless you're watching on YouTube. That's where the coaching stuff has just been so confusing because it's like, what, what, are, what is even going on over in New England? Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. You don't even know who to it's put a, up like to uh, on, on an advertising show. graphic other than, uh, here's Bill Belichick. It's the bottom line, 100.7 the score. It is the bottom line of 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Lucas White behind the glass. We're live from the First United Bank studio. Uh, you can hit us up on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. We'll jump right into a Thursday edition of Kaylee's Dailies. 
Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. his head on the microphone back there. Lucas. <laughs> Kaylee says, <laughs> typically I like to serve as a quote, animal advocate. Yes. Yes, she does. Oh, are we going to, are we going to go in on an animal? Like we need to get rid of it? Well, let's see. She wants to help people understand that some animals don't fall under the terrifying stereotype they may have. But, but the capital, but, if you ever come across the animal we're talking about today, you should definitely run for the hills. Oh. Yes. We're not talking about weather, my friends. Today, we focus on the Japanese fire-bellied newt. A newt? Well, I got better. The Japanese fire-bellied newt. Okay. These aquatic salamanders are endemic to Japan and can be characterized by their smooth black bodies with red textured stomachs. Japanese fire-bellied newts can make their stomachs appear more red in colors as a warning sign to predators to stay the heck away. I added that. Uh, Mm. The main reason these newts should be avoided is the highly venomous neurotoxin they secrete Ah, through their skins. Luckily, this venom is only lethal if the salamander is consumed by humans. But it has been reported that if a Japanese fire-bellied newt is consumed, it can kill a person in under two minutes, six hours. Okay, these you newts, got a little more time than I thought. Yes, so, uh, these you're good. newts are very popular in the pet industry, so maybe, just maybe, leave them off your Christmas list. So I'm wondering what the story is. If there's like, okay, we know, we know that it it'll take six hours mm-hmm. if a human eats it. Mm-hmm. Was the human uh, testing it, or did he know? Was he like, uh, I mean, I've been out here say, in this, hey, look, j- this Japanese-based Japanese wilderness newt. forever. I'm starving. Come here, Newt. You're the first thing I could catch. I mean, down the hatch. I mean, what if you're on Castaway Island there, man, and you, this Japanese fire-bellied Newt comes <laughs> strolling along with its slender black back, first name, <laughs> <laughs> and red belly, scaled, right? Mm-hmm. Scaled belly. Or if this was just some random person like, textured, oh, I'll try, I'll try anything stomach. once and then yeah. ate it. Well, you try that red texture stomach one time. And six hours later. You gone. You gone. <laughs> you gone. You gone. All right. There you go. I was not I was not expecting a newt today. Newt. A newt. I mean, I'm still waiting for the golden bear. I suppose. Well, we gonna, got, but, well I mean, I I'm going to assume that would get, get closer. Yeah, we're, we're still. We're going to get that next Friday. I, I, I'm calling it. We're going to get it next Friday. Uh, I'll put you on blast, Kaylee. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Cambridge going down made Coach nervous is why I think we saw Kyron. And and maybe so. I mean, there was quite a bit of minutes before Lindsay actually yeah. came in. Um, and, and Cambridge, he got dinged up in the first half, too. And I haven't seen. I'm curious what his update will be. Obviously, uh, you know, hoping for the best with him because he's been a, a terrific piece for you this year. But you know, maybe so, just to see what you got in him. I just still was still was surprised to see him, uh-huh. um, that late in the game. Just be, from because it feels like it's been radio silence with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very curious move. Um, mm-hmm. the curious timing, of course. And um, I mean, I'm not coach. Um, McCaslin, mm-hmm. I don't play him on TV, and I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn last night, so I don't know what he's thinking. But uh, he's got a reason for it, and yeah. that's. Uh, um, and if that, I mean, and if that is the reason, I totally get it. I yeah, it was I'm, more of a like rubbing my eyes and making sure like my screen was clear. Yeah, uh, when he came in the game. Uh, 
this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I want Pop to turn into a Keenan or Jarrett and fill the role of the guy who can drive to the basket. I mean, he's starting well, to do that. I, I, yeah, he does, but really the guy that needs to continue to do that and do more of it is Toussaint. I mean, he's the guy that's got to be that. And, and, and Pop needs to be the guy that can do that if they're taking Toussaint away. Mm-hmm. If they're saying Toussaint, we're not going to let you get to the rim, well, guess what? This guy right here can do it too. And and I, I think it's important. I, I do agree with you. You have to have like the guy in big shot situations. Mm-hmm. And so far that's been pop. He's done it twice for you. Yep. One to win a game and another to send it to overtime. Um, but I think it's, it's a luxury to have a couple of guys that can do that. Um, and, you know, I was very excited whenever Tucson got added to the roster uh, coming over from West Virginia. He has been even, I mean, he's been way better on offense than what I would have thought. I thought he would be a a good piece, but more of an asset defensively. Um, because you go back to even with Iowa, like he, he just wasn't putting up just huge numbers consistently. But we all remember when he was here last year, and he did put up huge numbers, but that to me felt a little bit like an anomaly. But he has been a tone setter for you. Um, he has driven well. He's hit some threes for you. Uh, he's led in transition. Um, but as far as like Pop turning into a Ke- uh, Keenan or Jarrett, I-, I think that you are seeing steps of that in the development of him. As still a young player, by the way. And again, you can say the, uh, well, you never know with the transfer portal. But if he is a guy that plays out his career, that's just going to get better and where you're not going in from this year. Okay, who's it going to be between Pop and Toussaint? Or, you know, we don't know much about Cambridge coming in from Arizona State. Is he a guy that could do that for you? Where you would think if he, you know, sticks around, you're way more in the known when you go into 2024 and 25 mm-hmm. in that role. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, why did they give you crutches for LASIK? <laughs> 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 that might be the text of the day. That, was funny. <laughs> that might be the text of the day. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because it's true. Uh, Tyler said Clint just set the dumpster on fire. It'll be emptied. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, capital butt, hashtag horse name. That's a good one. It was a good horse name. Uh, your mom's a newt. He's uh, up. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You don't talk about my mama. Hey. Uh, Bullfighter asks a very important question. What is that important question? Oh, wait a second. Does that mean he wants an important answer? Oh, I, I this, isn't, this isn't race trash talk. Uh-huh. Did we ever get the owl tournament? No. Not oh. yet. Oh, I think Thanksgiving. We have not received an owl tournament. Thanksgiving threw a wrench into that. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm, uh, letting it slip. I mean, but... yeah. I mean, I'm going to continue to. Now, she did have a flood that she had to deal with, and uh, there was a, uh, there were some things, but we were hmm. promised an owl tournament, and we gave her parameters. I mean, yeah. that she agreed I want the to, owl but off. she said Where she said she off? was in. She said she was in on the owl off, and mm-hmm. here that was like a month ago, and we're still waiting for our owl off. Mm-hmm. At this rate, we might have to wait till the actual NCAA tournament for the Owl tournament. I mean, yeah. At this pace. I mean, we got to, I mean, what do we got? Kennesaw State, Rice, um, Florida Atlantic, <laughs> and then there another Owl? Temple. 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 Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Cool. So, I mean, we could just go with the, we could just do that. Oh, but we want, we want the full in-depth species, though. I want to know. I want to know who would uh, win an all-out owl brawl. Uh, this on the H Flooring Center chat line. Good job, Sneed. Too bad we can't say the same for the official who kept missing pass interferences against Texas in the Big 12 Championship last Saturday, LOL. I officially have no comment on that. <laughs> uh, this is from Michael from the Ranch as we end our number one. Just tuning in, I was thinking just a little bit ago, I wonder how the official official is doing. Already back on the air? Wow, what a trooper. 
Yeah, you should see when I when I rolled into my office this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm actually I I had some bowl game stuff to do, and uh, and I I truthfully neglected to get someone to fill in my spot today. So here I am. <laughs> I I will be here tomorrow, and uh, but I won't be in the office tomorrow. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have a good rest of your Thursday. I'm gonna try to do that because that's gonna involve a recliner. Hmm. That sounds nice. It does, because it is. I wouldn't want to do to, to, you know, what you had to do to get there, but the recliner sounds next. Hour number two coming up next. Hour number two of the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. We'll take you all the way up to 3 o'clock. At that time, it's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 tonight, 6.30. It's Thursday night football. Uh, Big-time matchup as the Steelers and Pats go head-to-head. Steelers uh, looking to bounce back from a loss to Arizona. The Pats looking for their third win. We are live from the First United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline. 806-771-0973. Or you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions. All of that welcome there. Take us anywhere with the mobile apps. Brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. Clint Scott, Lucas White, we're in our same seats. Now welcoming in uh, a Pats fan himself. We champion Matty Ice. I don't like how you said that third win. I, I don't like it. What? I'm I, just saying... There was. I, I'm stating records. I don't like it. You didn't have to say that. Why? Because very, very. What did I say? When that you was wrong? said it, you you looked out of the side of your eye, knowing how you said that. It's okay. <laughs> Look, Patriots rough year. Okay, taking Marvin Harrison Jr. next year, getting Jaden mm. McDaniel's, and we're gonna be fine. You're gonna have a receiver. I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy it. Yeah, we're gonna be fine. We're going to be fine. Not as long as old Billy Bell is Daniels. in charge. No yes. receivers. We don't draft receivers unless we draft one and then we completely whiff on them. Yeah, That's well, the rule. Well, I know. It, it, it is the rule, but no. <laughs> we're going to get we're going to get our receiver next year and we're going to get Jaden Daniels and we're going to be fine. That's my hope. Hey, I'm a big fan of Douglas. That's just me being biased out of liberty, but Douglas has uh, done really well in New England. Well, but nobody gets him the ball. Yeah, I know. Besides well, in practice. And you need more than a guy. So in a core. Yeah. yeah. We, we, season's over. We, we, there's no no real reason to talk about it. Dank it. Dank it's it. terrible. It's terrible. Dank. Uh mm. speaking of tanking, you know what's and I I don't think anyone expected them to be a real threat, but there was the whole Winbinyama hype that I think is still real and I'm not knocking it by any means. But at least early season Spurs looks like uh, they're going to have a great chance at some more draft help whenever it uh, the lottery comes back around at the end of the season. Fifteen losses in a row. What did everybody expect, though? Oh, no doubt. I, I like, I, and, I, and that, that's not to you, but that's to yeah. the to the general public. Like, he's nineteen. Okay, he is amazingly gifted for a 7-4 player in the NBA. Like, he seems extremely coordinated for that height, but he's not going to turn around a franchise in in one swift. It was not the LeBron story, and no one was projecting him like that where LeBron could take a terrible Cavs roster and immediately make them uh, legitimate. And it's more of this was... Like, to me... uh, this is the locked in number one pick. It is the locked in number one pick, and and, and it doesn't matter who who would have won the draft lottery. Um, it was going to be Wimbenyama, but is he enough to like year one make this huge dramatic difference uh, in a franchise right now that's struggling and doesn't have a lot of pieces outside of it? No, and that has been a very quick answer as well. It has, and like when you look at. There's, there's, okay, you're right. There was no LeBron effect. Mm-hmm. I think that when LeBron came in as out of high school, and I have another player, I'm going to throw a comparison again, not, not height, all that, but when LeBron came out, LeBron is, is what you would call like a easy to mesh basketball player, right? 
He's six mm-hmm. eight, a lot of six eight players, but he's fast, he's athletic, he's big. He just he fits the mold of an NBA superstar. Wembenyama is seven four, very athletic, but he's a it, it takes a different team to play with somebody like that. Like he's not a guard, but he's not mm-hmm. a post. He's tall, but he's not a center. He can't go down there and bang with some of the centers because he would get manhandled. He'd get out muscled, and mm-hmm. it, it would wear and tear on his body. He's not like I said. He's not a guard. He's he's kind of a a hybrid forward, really. But he's 19, and I keep saying that because Luca came over again playing European ball. But look at the accolades that that Luca came over with before he got to the NBA. He won mm-hmm. championships, you know, multiple championships over there. And his game, again, another player six seven six eight transitioned very easy over to the NBA. Women yachted. They're going to have to build a unique team to play with him. They're going to. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And they're on their way to getting more talent. Yeah, they, they are on their way. To <laughs> they're on their first way, round pick. whether they want to or not. But he's, uh, he's just a hard player to build around because you really got to figure out, is he going to play the power forward? Okay, that's fine. But mm-hmm. do I think that you could run four guards and have him as a power forward like they do with Anthony Davis and have him bang down low? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't think that his body will handle it. And he's not the guy yet. He may be. He's not the guy yet that you can consistently facilitate an offense through. No. You can't sum. And, and part of that's just keeping him involved because he needs to be involved. But it's not—it's not the Djokovic, yeah. Which Djokovic had to work his way to get to being oh, what Djokovic he is now. wasn't the first pick; it's, he was a second-round pick. Yeah, that uh, they he was happened. a Taco Bell commercial cover-up pick. That's right. Um, but free. like guys that you think of, big men that you can facilitate. Joel Embiid took some time, and yeah. th- and there's and there's different skill sets. By the way, I'm not saying those are either of those are. You know, spot for spot, yeah. what Wimbenyama is skill wise. Um, I'm just saying, as far as right now where he is, I know we're just setting ears on fire right now. I'm sorry, <laughs> he he is not that player yet. No, I think that a big flaw of his, and not a big flaw, but a growing area that of his game needs to be is his court vision and passing. He, he's mm-hmm. pretty poor to me in both of those, but that's expected. He's young. He he's relied on his height probably his whole basketball life career, and it's gotten him extremely far because of being seven four. Mm-hmm. So they'll get better. And I, you've I, been the best player on most courts you've been on, if not all of them, up until this point. Yeah, and there's a solid chance that every NBA game he steps onto, he is not the best player. He's probably not even sometimes the second best player. I mean, it's the NBA. These are mm-hmm. the best of the best. So he'll get there. Okay. Speaking of, uh, since we're just round out this NBA segment, oh, and you, oh, and you mentioned you. Uh, Luka Doncic, <laughs> he can't stop swearing on live TV, <laughs> and it's hysterical <laughs> to me. <laughs> you see the one last night, which, by the way, this incredible performance, uh, you know, 60th career triple double. Um, I think got it in the first half, like had those numbers <laughs> set, insane, and then is like. With the post game reporter just asking him, you know, the typical, oh, you know, what you guys do? And he's like, well, you know, we, we didn't F around. And then instead of saying, like, oh, sorry, it was like, ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> it was like, got him twice. All right. Is it that he can't stop or he just doesn't care? Uh, I mean, it doesn't care. And I mean, there's a, you know, it's second language, too. So obviously, that he's just learning English today, but. I'm sure that probably has something to play with it. Maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he does, and it's just actually slipping up. Who knows? But his first language is dropping buckets. That's what he does hmm. every night. Yeah, he's become really good after becoming a dad. So <laughs> I would cuss every day too if I had to play with Kyrie Irving every night. Mm. I'd lose it. So yeah. Mm. Speaking of a name, we haven't really seen in any strange headlines, which is good. If you're a Mavs fan. <laughs> MFFL, that's don't, what you want. Don't speak too soon. Yeah, there's always time. <laughs> you never know. It's like the shark fin that just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk a little uh, Big 12 football when we come back. It's the bottom line, 100.7, the score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's 
It's time for Tell Me I'm Wrong here on The Bottom Line. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Matt Estenson, Jackson Roberts. We're live from the first United Bank studio at 3 o'clock. It's Tech Talk over on Double T 97.3. Tell Me I'm Wrong is the time of day where one of us offers up an opinion and uh, we give the other two and our fine listening audience the chance to slap it back in their face or go, yeah yeah all right okay you're, you're wrong you're wrong your uh tell me i'm wrong statement giver today is jackson it is so i've got a statement for y'all perfect and it stems <laughs> from the from the typical group chat guys conversation and honestly it's something that i've seen it's a, it's a cowboys relevant something that i've seen a lot of cowboys fans say and i don't know if this is for the reason of trying to almost put him down because he's on a contract year or actually he might not be on a contract year but i think he's getting close to the end of his contract and i'm sure they don't want to have to pay him as much as that what they'd like but going into the bye week i heard from multiple different cowboys fans and on twitter and I think it was Richard Sherman, that CD is not a number one wide receiver. And I think that people are crazy for that. I would say CD is a top five wide receiver in the NFL right now. Um, And y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. So A top five? Top five. I'm sure like I'm on the Chiefs roster, I'll tell you that. that well, would be nice. they don't I even have a top 50. Uh, I'll give you my top five. Sure, let's hear yours. For me, it starts with Tyreek, mm-hmm. and then it goes to Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb. Yeah. I have no argument, really, with that. Um, strongly disagree with the first part of that. Not that you said that, but... <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it was <laughs> partly to put them down, because they, they're going to have to pay him eventually. Yeah. But... Even Jerry Jones came out and said, oh, no, CD, like, whenever CD was getting, like, seven targets a game, and he's like, no, we're happy with that he's at. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, he he is far and away their best weapon. Um, You know, I, I think he is the best weapon that Dak has been has ever thrown to, personally. Oh, Prime Amari Cooper was a pretty good receiver. I think CD is better. Because I you did didn't— too. You didn't the, the the difference like you you had Amari Cooper, and I'm not knocking him because that was part of like the contract situation was that you couldn't keep him and you needed to, um. So it's good for the Cowboys clearly that it's worked out with C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Um. I don't think you had prime Amari Cooper at Dallas. You had a really good Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um. And I think C.D. Lamb is on the rise still right now. Like he's taking steps um, each year. And right now, um, although, you know, it helps Dak, I think Dak Prescott is playing the best football of his career on one hand. Uh, on the other side, CeeDee Lamb is a, is a huge part of it because um, he just does so many things for you. And you had questions about CeeDee Lamb this year. Like, could he step up and be a number one? Could he take that stride? Be a number one. We were having like the Dalton Schultz conversation. How's that going to hurt having like a a tight end like that leave? Not that Dalton Schultz is some world beater at that spot, but he was another target that at least you knew was a solid target for Dak Prescott and to take pressure off of CeeDee Lamb. And he's responded in a massive way this year. I mean, he's been terrific. So I think the notion even remotely throwing out that he's not a number one receiver is a little hilarious. You, you could really make the argument this year that he's a top three, if not top two, right? Justin Jefferson's been plagued by injuries. Yep. Uh, Jamar Chase, numbers alone, it would be... Jamar Chase has been plagued by some injuries and, you know, doesn't have Joe Burrow, right? Tyreek is probably the consensus number one receiver this mm-hmm. year um, just for what yeah. he's been able to do. He's about to eclipse 2,000 yards. Um, there's no question about that. A.J. Brown, man, he's really good. I think what hurts him is Jalen Hurts is just not that type of quarterback that can sling the ball like that. Um, he's still racked up a bunch. And of he's still numbers, racking up yards. Yeah. 
I think when when although Jamar Jamar had like one sixty last week with what's his name. Uh, Browning, Brown, yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, that's look, Jake Browning, former Husky, undrafted, the starting quarterback. But, but look at his you, his buddy. year, yeah. right? Respectively, yeah, I'm top three. If we're looking at this year alone, it would be re AJ Brown, CD. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Justin I, I Jefferson. He wouldn't is, be in my top three, but he's in the top five. Poo. Justin Jefferson is by far to me the best receiver in the game, minus the injuries. I mean, what that guy can step onto the field and do, and we've seen. You know, I know they lost Kirk Cousins as well, but you you just you start to see the, the the fall of their offense when he when he left. Um, I have mixed feelings about Justin Jefferson. I acknowledge that he's going to be great and he is great, but I feel like his numbers are just a little garbage time. Twelve a.m. window, Vikings well, are down. That's the that's the knock of what you're saying right there is replace that and say who's who's injured right now. Clearly. Just switch it out with either Kirk Cousins or just saying the Vikings, because that's the statement that we've had for the Vikings since Cousins has been the starting quarterback there. Yeah, um, and really, even even before that, it was the okay, nice regular season. Can you do it in the playoffs? Can you do it on a prime time game? Can you do it on a Monday night? What you can do at twelve o'clock um, when you're not like the national game. Yeah, I think with when you have like C.D. Lamb and those those talks early in his career about is he that guy. I think when you have a superstar receiver, I do believe when you hear those guys and some people call it a diva mentality, hey, I'm always open, there's a, probably a lot of truth into that when you have some of these top receivers. Like, There's probably not too many routes that C.D. Lamb or, or Tyreek Hill is not open. Mm-hmm. If you threw them the ball 20 times a game, the odds are they're probably open 19 of those, 18 of those. So I think that when, when you saw C.D. Lamb and you saw this year, when he's getting 7 to 10 targets a game, yeah, he looks great. But he's he is always open. He can be that guy. But you, as a quarterback, you have to give those guys the ball. You can't be hey four targets. We want 150 yards out of those. Well, so, and and what I think is really impressive this year with C.D. Lamb is as far as your defensive backs, right, and, and your uh, your defense and the secondary. When you're doing scouting reports, everyone and their dog knows like this is weapon number one. I feel like and that's he what still happened. had a good year. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what happened to AJ Brown the last couple weeks. I feel like they're really like he had that crazy game stretch where he had over 125 yards and a touchdown. I think it was like five or six games, and then a couple little duds. But it's just because they are so. If you if you really watch film, they have a corner. Sometimes they'll have a nickel on the inside or someone jamming them. If he's and then they have a safety help. Like he's getting almost two and a half, three people on him every Mm -hmm. single play. Yep, and you can tell he's on my face. The reason I ask, and I feel good about this because traded Travis Kelsey for him. I'm sure y'all do fantasy football. I have a fantasy. I do two leagues. One league is where you get to keep the players every keeper, year. Keeper league. And my, and my, yeah, it's a dynasty league. And my two receivers are A.J. Brown and C.D. Lamb. So I'm sitting in pretty good shot. Uh, who'd you draft spot. with? I mean, I, it was, we need I to drafted, be in that league. I drafted three years ago. So it was before they were like yeah. big, was, uh, big. Projecting. I drafted Jackson him when Roberts. he was on the Projected Titans. well. Yeah. Good, good, yeah. good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I think he's top five. C.D. is a top five receiver. Right now, even with Justin Jefferson fully healthy, and you bring in Jamar Chase, and with you know with Joe Burrow, I think C.D. Lamb is. I is, think is we that have guy. a conversation about Devontae potentially if he was not on the Raiders. Um, Cooper Cup, wish he was healthy. We kind of forget about uh, like Keenan Allen. Yeah, Keenan Allen. Well, Keenan and Devontae Adams are both in their thirties too. I mean, that's something mm-hmm. to remember. They're Mike, Mike. they're thirty, thirty-one years old. Keenan Allen feels like he's been playing football since the nineties. Like if you had told him he was around the same time <laughs> yeah. as Troy Aikman, I would be like, yeah, that that seems right. Yeah, he just he's one of those guys. <laughs> I do feel that way. Like, he's... and and maybe for me too. Like, I, my team sees him twice a year, and he typically has pretty good games against. Him, but feels like he has been in the league forever. Yeah. That's how I feel with Russell Wilson. I feel like he's been in the league a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. Russell and Wilson's Von a Miller. Good Von Miller's been in the league hmm. forever. Yeah, you, you like. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you pulled up like an old NFL films highlight, right? And they're going way back to like real, real black and white film. It's very shaky. They're wearing leather helmets, and they're like, "And there's rookie year Keenan Allen right there." And like, yep, I sure is. That sure is Keenan no. Allen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just starting out his young NFL career. <laughs> it's the bottom line of 100.7, the score. 
and 107thescore.com. We'll be back with more next and get some of your thoughts and comments off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Keep it right here. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three, or you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that. Welcome there. Uh, we are streaming on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. Coverage tonight, right here on 100.7 The Score at 6.30. It's Thursday Night Football, a battle from the American Football Conference. As the Pittsburgh Steelers take on the New England Patriots. Looking for their third win. Bobby Hot Dogs wow. said this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Clint has a Kiowa County education. He's one of the lucky few that actually finished high school. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, the Pop Tart mascot is edible. Really? Yes, that that is true. They are announced an edible mascot for the Pop Tart Bowl. Okay. I wonder if that's like a. <laughs> Just sounds weird. I w- yeah. I wonder if that's like a. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving thing where when you win the game, you go over and like, and they they always want to. I I feel like I haven't really seen anyone be super hesitant with it, but they go and they all, now they have like eight turkey legs over there. Everybody bites into it, right? Like if you win the Pop-Tart Bowl, one, your coach is lathered in Pop-Tarts of some kind, a la the Pop-Tart bath. But if you're like the MVP or like, if they pick out a handful of players, you know, two or three that had excellent games between Kansas State and North Carolina State, like you have to take a bite out of <laughs> out of the mascot. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't see why we need an edible mascot. It'd be a different type of edible mascot if it was in Colorado. Uh, Bullfighter also said heard the pop tart right. mascot is actually edible. Tyler said the pop tart bull also has the first. <laughs> Ever edible mascot. So it's picking up traction. I mean, there you go. Everyone's talking about it. Would you take a bite? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Sure. Now, I would probably do the the thing where, in that instance, like, take away some of the outside so I could get to a frosting and filling bite. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Josh said... uh, for what would bring Texas Tech notoriety. Heisman. Eyes. Heisman winner. Uh, Steven said, meat judging doesn't count, Jackson. <laughs> Josh was also listening and said, he said no championships. Yeah, 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 yeah. National football. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steven said, rather be kicked in the Netherlands by both McNamara and Garcia than watch tonight's football game. <laughs> The new World War II documentary on Netflix is better. Uh, Steven also said, Clint, I bet Amazon Amy has a Christmas tree. Yeah. Probably. With dollar bills under it because we all shop from there. <laughs> Nonstop. Uh, <gasps> earlier, uh, Bullfighter talked about being a longtime suffering Patriots fan. Bobby Hot Dogs has replied with... All that trash can smack you talk about the Astros and you're a Patriots fan? How often do you have to clean the smudges off that glass house that you live in? Look. Look. If you're an Astros fan, 
looking at why are you looking at Jackson? Because because he's wearing an Astros hat. Because they're in the same boat as a New England fan, and you want a championship. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. <laughs> that's it. You won, and rather the, um, you know, so-called cheating happened. It it's not going to take away from what went down in the history books. And that's how I feel as a Patriot fan. I'm not condoning cheating by any means, but the whole Spygate thing when we were looking at players' practices or teams' practices and deflating the ball and stuff like that, like, is it that big of a deal? Is it? And if it is, if it is, the teams that you root for, if they won and that, that same thing came out on them, would you defend it similar to what I'm doing or say, eh, it's not that big of a deal? I mean, the deflate game against... Uh, it was against the Colts. The Colts just didn't score. So, I mean, the Spygate, I don't know how I feel about that. In my opinion, I think everyone does their own little thing. And it's about who how many caught. How many teams spy on other teams every game? Probably, I mean, I don't want to make a guess, but I would say more than what we know. Correct. And then, um, the rule the is football, don't get though, caught. Don't be stupid. Don't, fo- don't get caught. The deflate, I mean, y'all are using the same football. And like, it, unless I mean, they switch, which sometimes they do. In high school, like in high school, we had our home balls and their home balls, but um, I don't think that was it in the NFL. And they went through, and I mean, it is pretty, what it is. Yeah, it's the like, sa- it's the same thing as when when players get get, get caught with with steroids, and and you can say, oh well, you know, those those player, you know, that team cheated. Well, no, they didn't. The player did. Well, the players on the team. If they take steroids, that the technically the team cheated. I would say baseball is the one of the few sports where like that's probably the most flagrant form of cheating. It's just having a dude who's juiced up. The steroids on one too, like that. I feel like that's in a slightly different boat, just because you get more cases that are caught, right? I well, mean, it's like who's this year's PED poster boy, right? I feel like also people just forget about it a little bit more nowadays. Like, I mean, I know it's not mainstream to most people, but the the greatest MMA fighter, which is still not retired to this day, will be John Jones, who has had numerous PED cases against him, and he he's has hands. Reti- he still, yeah, he still fights, huh. and he's 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 hands down going to be the greatest fighter to ever step into the cage. His only loss is a disqualification, which he was top mount on a guy dropping elbows 12 to 6 which is illegal in the UFC he's never lost and he's had multiple PED things is that really going to tarnish him no yes yes the no. asterisk goes by it big time Anderson it goes by Silva, everybody Anderson Silva had PED I think it PED does charges. to an extent yeah. but at the same time it's still not a spectacle that I wouldn't like watch like I, I still think that he can be great do you think John's, John's fans are Barry Bonds fans I like I liked, like I go back. I like watching videos of Barry Bonds, but I still know he's juiced the, up. Just <laughs> the, like the, the like the asterisk thing will always be there because like the Astros trash can thing that will always be thrown in in Astros fans' face. No one will forget about that. No one ever will like. No one will let it go. That will be fifteen years from now. If the Astros by are making the- a deep playoff run, the first thing that's going to be thrown out, and not just by Ranger fans. Is going to be a trash can you, joke. That stuff gets remembered hardcore. Our age won't be able to let that go. My daughter is two and will know nothing if she is a sports fan. At oh, all. no, that's going to get she passed will, down. She will because never Pete know. Rose got passed down to us. Pete, Pete Rose got passed down to us big time. But do we? I have a different. I, I think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame based off his play. I could I care less the about. The difference between sign stealing and steroids. I could care less um, about his gambling. That's me. Anything like that that has an asterisk, I think, gets passed down because if you hate it enough, you will make sure the next generation sure, remembers the trash yeah. can and remembers gambling and remembers that dude who did PED. And this is why you shouldn't like him. I don't. I don't think it gets forgotten. It's the bottom line. One hundred point seven. The score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score.
time for Tell Me I'm Wrong here on The Bottom Line. Thanks for joining us on the Thursday edition. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Matt Estenson, Jackson Roberts. We're live from the first United Bank studio at 3 o'clock. It's Tech Talk over on Double T 97.3. Tell Me I'm Wrong is the time of day where one of us offers up an opinion and uh, we give the other two and our fine listening audience the chance to slap it back in their face or uh, yeah yeah all right okay you're, you're wrong you're wrong your uh tell me i'm wrong statement giver today is jackson it is so i've got a statement for y'all perfect and it stems <laughs> from the from the typical group chat guys conversation and honestly it's something that i've seen it's a, it's a cowboys relevant something that i've seen a lot of cowboys fans say and i don't know if this is for the reason of trying to almost put him down because he's on a contract year or actually he might not be on a contract year but i think he's getting close to the end of his contract and i'm sure they don't want to have to pay him as much as that what they'd like but going into the bye week i heard from multiple different cowboys fans and on twitter and I think it was Richard Sherman, that CD is not a number one wide receiver. And I think that people are crazy for that. I would say CD is a top five wide receiver in the NFL right now. Um, And y'all can tell me if I'm wrong. So A top five? Top five. I'm sure like I'm on the Chiefs roster, I'll tell you that. that well, would be nice. they don't I'd even have a top 50. Uh, I'll give you my top five. Sure, let's hear yours. For me, it starts with Tyreek, mm-hmm. and then it goes to Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb. Yeah. I have no argument, really, with that. Um, strongly disagree with the first part of that. Not that you said that, but... <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it was <laughs> partly to put them down, because they, they're they going to have to pay them eventually. Yeah. But... Even Jerry Jones came out and said, oh, no, CD, like, whenever CD was getting, like, seven targets a game, and he's like, no, we're happy with that he's at. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, he he is far and away their best weapon. Um, You know, I, I think he is the best weapon that Dak has been has ever thrown to, personally. Oh, Prime Amari Cooper was a pretty good receiver. I think CD is better. Because you did didn't... Too. You didn't the, the the difference like you you had Amari Cooper, and I'm not knocking him because that was part of like the contract situation was that you couldn't keep him and you needed to, um. So it's good for the Cowboys clearly that it's worked out with C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Um. I don't think you had prime Amari Cooper at Dallas. You had a really good Amari Cooper. Yeah. Um. And I think C.D. Lamb is on the rise still right now. Like he's taking steps um, each year. And right now, um, although, you know, it helps Dak, I think Dak Prescott is playing the best football of his career on one hand. Uh, on the other side, CeeDee Lamb is a, is a huge part of it because um, he just does so many things for you. And you had questions about CeeDee Lamb this year. Like, could he step up and be a number one? Could he take that stride? Be a number one. We were having like the Dalton Schultz conversation. How's that going to hurt having like a a tight end like that leave? Not that Dalton Schultz is some world beater at that spot, but he was another target that at least you knew was a solid target for Dak Prescott and to take pressure off of CeeDee Lamb. And he's responded in a massive way this year. I mean, he's been terrific. So I think the notion even remotely throwing out that he's not a number one receiver is a little hilarious. You you could really make the argument this year that he's a top three, if not top two, right? Justin Jefferson's been plagued by injuries. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamar Chase, numbers alone, it would be Jamar Chase has been plagued by some injuries, and you know doesn't have Joe Burrow, right? Tyreek is probably the consensus number one receiver this mm-hmm. year, um, just for what yeah. he's been able to do. He's about to eclipse two thousand yards. Um, there's no question about that. AJ Brown, man, he's really good. I think what hurts him is Jalen Hurts is just not that type of quarterback that can sling the ball like that. Um, he's still racked up a bunch. And of he's still numbers, racking up yards. Yeah. 
I think when when although Jamar Jamar had like one sixty last week with what's his name. Um, Browning, Brown, yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, that's look, Jake Browning, former Husky, undrafted, the starting quarterback. But, but look at his you, his buddy. year, yeah. right? Respect. Yeah. I'm top three if we're looking at this year alone. It would be Reed, AJ Brown, CD. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, Justin I would, Jefferson. He wouldn't is, be in my top three, but he's in the top five. Whew. Justin Jefferson is by far to me the best receiver in the game, minus the injuries. I mean, what that guy can step onto the field and do, and we've seen. You know, I know they lost Kirk Cousins as well, but you you just you started to see the the, the fall of their offense when he when he left. Um, I have mixed feelings about Justin Jefferson. I acknowledge that he's going to be great and he is great, but I feel like his numbers are just a little garbage time. Twelve a.m. window, Vikings well, are down. That's the that's the knock of what you're saying right there is replace that and say who's I mean, who's injured right now. Clearly. Just switch it out with either Kirk Cousins or just saying the Vikings. Because that's the statement that we've had for the Vikings since Cousins has been the starting quarterback there. Yeah. Um, And really, even even before that, it was the, okay, nice regular season. Can you do it in the playoffs? Can you do it on a primetime game? Can you do it on a Monday night, what you can do at 12 o'clock when you're not like the national game? I think with when you have like CeeDee Lamb and those, those talks early in his career about is he that guy, I think when you have a superstar receiver, I do believe when you hear those guys and some people call it a diva mentality, hey, I'm always open, there's probably a lot of truth into that when you have some of these top receivers. Like, There's probably not too many routes that C.D. Lamb or or Tyreek Hill is not open. Mm -hmm. If you threw them the ball 20 times a game, the odds are they're probably open 19 of those, 18 of those. So I think that when when you saw C.D. Lamb and you saw this year, when he's getting 7 to 10 targets a game, yeah, he looks great. But he's he is always open. He can be that guy. But you, as a quarterback, you have to give those guys the ball. You can't be hey four targets. We want 150 yards out of those. So, well, and and what I think is really impressive this year with C.D. Lamb is as far as your defensive backs, right, and your uh, your defense and the secondary. When you're doing scouting reports, everyone and their dog knows like this is weapon number one. I feel like and that's he what still happened. had a good year. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what happened to AJ Brown the last couple of weeks. I feel like they're really like he had that crazy game stretch where he had over 125 yards and a touchdown. I think it was like five or six games, and then a couple little duds. But it's just because they are so. If you if you really watch film, they have a corner. Sometimes they'll have a nickel on the inside or someone jamming them. If he's and then they have a safety help. Like he's getting almost two and a half, three people on him every mm-hmm. single play. Yep, and you can tell he's on my face. The reason team. I ask, and I feel good about this because traded Travis Kelsey for him. I'm sure y'all do fantasy football. I have a fantasy. I do two leagues. One league is where you get to keep the players every keeper, year. Keeper league. And my and my yeah, it's a dynasty league. And my two receivers are AJ Brown and CD Lamb. So I'm sitting in pretty good shot. Uh, who'd you draft spot. with? I think mean, we need I to drafted, be in that league. I drafted three years ago, so it was before they were like yeah, big, was, uh, big. projecting. I drafted Jackson him when Roberts. he was on the projected Titans. well. Yeah, good, good, yeah. good call. Yeah, good call. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think he's top five. C- really CD's a top five receiver. Right now, even with Justin Jefferson fully healthy, and you bring in Jamar Chase and with you know with Joe Burrow, I think C.D. Lamb is. I think is, we is have a conversation about Devonte potentially if he was not on the Raiders. Um, Cooper Cup, wish he was healthy. We kind of forget about um, like Keenan Allen. Yeah, Keenan Allen. Well, Keenan and Devonte Adams are both in their thirties too. I mean, that's something mm-hmm. to remember. They're Mike, Mike. they're thirty, thirty-one years old. Keenan Allen feels like he's been playing football since the nineties. Like if you had told him he was around the same time <laughs> yeah. as Troy Aikman, I would be like, yeah, that seems that seems right. Yeah, he just he's one of those guys. <laughs> I do feel that way. Like, he's... and and maybe for me too. Like, I, my team sees him twice a year, and he typically has pretty good games against. Him, but feels like he has been in the league forever. Yeah. That's how I feel with Russell Wilson. I feel like he's been in the league a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. Russell and Von Miller. Von Miller's been in the league <sighs> forever. Yeah, you, you like. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you pulled up like an old NFL films highlight, right? And they're going way back to like real, real black and white film. It's very shaky. They're wearing leather helmets, and they're like, "And there's rookie year Keenan Allen right there." And like, yep, I sure knew it is. That sure is Keenan no. Allen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just starting out his young NFL career. <laughs> it's the bottom line of 100.7, the score. 
and 107thescore.com. We'll be back with more next and get some of your thoughts and comments off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Keep it right here. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.